So there. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. So there. So there. So there. Let me know your thoughts. Why do you keep saying let us know your thoughts? Let me know your thoughts to me is a nice lead-in for So There. So There. Welcome to episode eight of So So There. There. I'm Tom Karamitis. I'm Gary Doyle. (laughs) Did you expect me to say something else? Well, I expected the whole bio, the thing you always do, and where you work, and all of that. I'm sure listeners have learned to crave that piece of information over and over again. I work in janitorial services for the Kramer Kresselt. Don't we all? All right, well, today I would like to start with something that I call ultra-earnest newscasters. Um and it's a couple observations but one of the things I find that these people do is they're very proud of the fact that they're bilingual right there and they want you to know that they're bilingual so whenever they get the opportunity during a regular news report they'll say something like Guadalajara Mexico right they will do an ultra pronunciation in their native tongue right and it's usually I find it's usually somebody who's who's um, you know who speaks Spanish and English and they want you to know they're Hispanic and yet they don't you know so they, they they really go over the top but I find where they run into trouble sometimes when they adopt that strategy they run into trouble when they get to something like they, if they're gonna say Guadalajara Mexico they can't then say Los Angeles right what do they, they say Los Angeles you know you either have to go all the way right and do the ultra pronunciation, or you don't. So that's, it, it just always kinds of, it kind of rings hollow for Tom Karamitis, and I find it source of irritation, but not quite as irritating as the newscasters who use the expression, and it's usually when you see a very old person on frame, they'll say, 95 years young. Right? I've never heard a human being ever utter that other than a newscaster. And it, it's really, I find, just kind of obsequious and, and smarmy because usually it's, it's an old person doing something, you know, athletic or whatever. And they, you know, they, they, they speak about them almost in terms of they're, they're a child. And look, he's 95 years young. Look, he can still throw a ball. I mean, I just find it's really obnoxious. And, and once again, things that you would only see... Uh, on a newscast. Let me know your thoughts. Is this a local newscast? No, I see it everywhere. It's not typically a local newscast? It could be. It could be on KTLA in Los Angeles. or The Doyles don't watch local newscasts. I, I enjoy local new ca- newscasts. I enjoy the structure and familiarity of them. 15 minutes of news, 5 minutes of weather, 10 minutes of sports. However, Mrs. Doyle does not enjoy local newscasts so the Doyles don't watch local newscasts at home but I have witnessed the phenomenon what you're talking about here's my issue with I'm gonna take it outside the newscasting realm all right Um, when you all of a sudden lapse into a particular pronunciation of a place like you said Guadalajara with a person that just is speaking normal English when this says Guadalajara I I witnessed that same phenomenon uh, when people say Louisville so a person without a southern accent will be talking like me, and then when they say Louisville, Louisville, they'll go Louisville. Big matchup at the NCAA tournament today, UCLA versus Louisville. Like, wait a minute. 
No, I don't think so. It's Louisville. If you live there and you're a native and you have that accent, you can say Louisville. But if you don't, it's Louisville. It's the same as, you know, you don't just talk normally and then say Nolens. You know, you either talk Nolens or you don't. So there. Uh, I would like to add one thing to what you said, and I think it's quite topical right now. I have always been familiar with the company, uh, the country rather, that's spelled N-I-G-E-R, and I always thought it was Niger. In my whole life it was Niger, then all of a sudden about a week ago it becomes Niger. Niger. I, I, we have in our home an old world book encyclopedia. So I said, let me look it up in an encyclopedia that's probably 20 years old. And sure enough, the pronunciation there was Niger. Hmm. Now, the people who live in Niger are apparently Nigerians, okay? Not Nigerians. So maybe that's where this Niger has come from. But I had found it, once again, an oddly irritating affect all of a sudden, because mostly because of the herd mentality of reporters. All, out of nowhere, it became Niger. Remember during the Gulf War, the country, Q-A-T-A-R, all of a sudden became Qatar. Right? I remember that country because I used to collect stamps, and it was Qatar, but it became Qatar. Are you still with us with Tom Kiermaier's digression into global um, geopolitics? Geography? Um, yeah, Niger. Perhaps that was a gambit from the local Niger Tourism Bureau. Niger sounds more appealing than Niger. Perhaps they got together and decided they would call themselves Niger. But the way it kind of caught on, right? It became, and, and uh, anyway, maybe I'm, and it's very possible, I'm entirely wrong, and it was never Niger, but... Well, I think Nigerians would mean that it was Niger, that the, that it was Niger, because Nigerians, uh, yeah, I know Niger, I, I don't know Nigerians personally, but I know that word, I've heard that word. So I think your, your assumption is correct. Um, it's kind of like, you know, marketers change the pronunciation of words sometimes. Like, have you noticed those commercials for the National, Asso the National Association of Realtors? They've decided to call them Realtors. You know, everyone else says, oh, yeah, I got a good realtor. You know, they helped me sell my house. You know, but they've decided, no, we're going to start calling them realtors. Talk to your local realtor. And tell them Mike Singletary sent you. <laughs> that was a bit of unintentional redux right there from episode. Did I talk about realtor before? No. You talked about uh, tell them Mike Singletary sent I you. I didn't do realtor. No, you didn't. I just lapsed into the Mike Singletary <laughs> voice. He sounds like guy saying the word realtor. So I would like to talk about Halloween. At the time you hear this, Halloween uh, shall be a few days hence. Uh, and, uh, and I would like to talk about Halloween. Specifically, I'd like to talk about ghosts. And whether there is such a thing as ghosts or not. Some people believe in ghosts. Some people don't. Some people think it's crazy that people believe in ghosts. But Gary Doyle is here to tell you with absolute certainty that ghosts exist. They do. There is no doubt that ghosts exist, and I'll tell you why. We moved into a house in Evanston about 20, 25 years ago. Two people had died in that house, uh, older people, within two weeks of each other. One guy died in the kitchen dying, doing taxes. The other person, his wife, died of a heart attack two weeks later. So 
we moved into the house, and when I would bathe my children, they were very young at the time, two or three years old, uh, I would hear voices coming up through the vent from the basement into the bathroom. So you'd hear very muffled but very distinct voices like, it's like that. Very distinct human voices. So I heard this for a few weeks. And also, uh, during that time, the first few weeks we lived in the house, uh, we had babies in the house. And sometimes if the baby was unruly, the baby would sleep with Lisa, my wife. And I would sleep in the guest bedroom. The baby was crying. And in the guest bedroom, I would hear footsteps creaking very distinctly across the floor. I'd lay there in the dark and hear him distinctly footsteps. So voices and footsteps. And they went away after about a month or so. I'm convinced that it was ghosts that were checking us out, making sure we were okay, making sure we were good caretakers of the house. But there is no doubt in Gary Doyle's mind that ghosts exist. They do exist. So there. So in your case, these ghosts are benevolent. So, right? Yes. Interestingly enough, even when I was laying in the dark in the guest bedroom, hearing the footsteps very distinct, distinctly creep across the floor, I was never scared. It just felt like a presence, and I was never scared by it. I can't explain why. I never thought, oh, that's really creepy. It was just a presence that was oddly, I wouldn't say as go as, go as far as to say comforting, but it was not frightening, and I don't even know why. Uh, did you ever hear the ghosts when you were alone in the house? And if so, did it frighten you? Well, I heard them in the guest bedroom when I was uh, trying to go to bed, and it did not frighten me. Were you alone? Yes. All right. <laughs> what are you getting at? No, I'm getting at the fact that sometimes when you're alone in a house, those sounds seem to become magnified. And even though those, the ghost perhaps was benevolent, when you were alone, the ghost would look at you as perhaps an opportunity for easy prey. Interesting. Another Halloween tale for you. So there. Going to move on uh, at this moment to So There Redux. Uh, Gary Doyle, several episodes ago, you know, we have such a huge compendium of episodes at this point. Um, it's hard to remember which was which. But Gary went on about, hasn't, Gary's got an issue with people who... We've got enough material that we could probably go into the vaults. <laughs> you know how they go into the vaults for Dylan? They go into the vaults for Tom Petty now? We probably, you know, people will go into the vaults. Soon there will be best of so there. Remember when Carson would go on vacation? You'd get the best of Carson for a yeah. week. Yeah. Huh. Right. So there, the basement so. tapes. Um, Gary Doyle went on about having an issue with people not covering their mouths when they yawn. That's the combination person that doesn't cover their mouth when they yawn and they talk, and they, they yawn talk. talk. Yes. Uh, and I thought about that and, and I kind of uh, came up with what I thought was, uh, I would call the big three of semi-involuntary expectorations. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll explain them. There's the sneeze, the cough, and the yawn. Okay. The sneeze can come generally from, from, from either one of two things. One is, is, is not really anything to be concerned about. That would be, say, an allergy 
or there's something in the air that's that's irritating your, your sinuses so you sneeze. The other part of the other type of thing that would make you sneeze is perhaps you have a cold and that would be infectious. You could give somebody a cold by sneezing on them. Kind of same thing with a cough, right? You can have a cough just because you're clearing your throat, no big deal. <laughs> or you could cough because you have, you know, an infection, a, a upper respiratory thing or whatever. Now the yawn, the third of the big three, generally only comes because, say, you're tired or you're, you know, uh, but the, the, the yawn, as far as I know, is not associated with any kind of infectious situation. So my question for Gary Doyle is, why do you focus on the yawn as opposed to, I hate when people don't cover their mouths when they cough or they don't cover their nose when they sneeze? Most times, unless people are a total cretin, and there are many cretins in this world, but unless you're a total cretin, I think people tend to cover their mouth when they sneeze. You're not just going to sneeze out in the open and just blow it all, blow your spit all over everybody. Similar to a cough, I think you don't even, you know, even the most barbarian uh, type people will cover their mouth when they cough or cough into their sleeve or what have you. I've just noticed a lot of people that don't cover their mouth when they yawn. It's it's of the big three. It's the one that people don't seem to feel they need to cover their mouth when their gaping maw of a of an orifice opens up. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, but you not need to admit. I would assume that that the yawn is the most benign of the big three. I'd grant you that. I find it, I would just like to say, speaking of sneezes, I've found it kind of hard to discern. When someone sneezes, some people say, bless you. When they sneeze again, they say, bless you. How many times do you say, bless you? Three. <laughs> right? I mean, that's kind of a, you know, you say it the first time, a two, bless you. They sneeze again. They sneeze again. They sneeze. How many times do you say, bless you? I mean, pretty soon this person will be an ordained priest. Well, and I, I think, and we covered it in an earlier episode. I think the whole "bless you" thing needs to be retired. It just feels, you know, wh why? Why do we just say "bless you" after a sneeze and not any of the other big three or a burp? You know, I mean, the burp would be the fourth, perhaps. That's because Tom Kermitis is not as religious as Gary Doyle and fears God. Yeah. Gary Doyle is fears God. He apparently fears ghosts as well. So there. So now we're going to have another um, another installment of I Wonder Why. I Wonder Why is uh, a catalog of human behavior that is inexplicable. And I may be treading on thin ice here, but keeping with Gary Doyle's Halloween theme, I would like to say I wonder why Halloween has become a holiday for women to dress inappropriately. So, it used to be you dress as the cowardly lion, or you dress as Frankenstein, or you dress as a ghost. But somewhere along the line, it has become National Day of Women Dressing Like Streetwalkers. Now, I don't, I'm not passing judgment. I'm not, I'm not passing any moral judgment. It's just fine with Gary Doyle. I just find it interesting. Like, when did this happen? When did all the women decide this would be the case? And why is it so? I wonder why. Does it bother you? 
where you're listening to me. I just said I don't pass moral judgment. I'm not bothered by it. I'm not bothered by it. So it's just an observation. It is purely an observation. There's nothing wrong with it. But I don't think men, conversely, I don't think men choose Halloween as a day to, I don't know, wear a, 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 a you know, a muscle shirt or a, or a Speedo. On, on, around on Halloween. They typically don't do that. You know, men will dress up as, what have you, Donald Trump, and but 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 women, it's different. And I just, uh, I wonder why. I'm not, uh, it's, again, there's no moral judgment. I think it's fine. I it's think just, it, it's at interesting. The co- at the core, most men don't believe they're sexy. I think that's what it comes down to. Um, it would kind of be like if, if on Valentine's Day, everybody decided to dress up as a turkey. It's just random. It has nothing to do with the holiday, nothing to do with with anything. So there. I have one I decree for today, and this is going to feel totally random. Uh, Unlike everything else on our show, which is completely... <laughs> Some said we would, we would never, ever be able to cover the big three of spontaneous expectorations. <laughs> uh, but I decree that it's time that fax numbers f- need to be finally removed from business cards and email signatures. All right? I don't think it needs any more explanation than that. I don't think I've used a fax number or anyone I know has used a fax number in at least seven or eight years. But there they are. Phone, fax, and cell, the big three. Frankly, I think at some point, the office phone is going to go the way of the fax number. But that's perhaps a subject for another day. I would not call that a bold prediction. It does remind me of I would like to decree that the cell phone companies and the message that they have built into your phone when somebody leaves a message for you, why does the message say, if you'd, li- if you'd like to leave a callback number, press 1? What? You're leaving a callback number by calling. It literally says on your phone, who called? I read an article in the New York Times once that that extra time that they say things like, if you'd like to leave a callback number, press 1. If you'd like to end your call, press... That adds up to hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue for cell phone companies like Verizon because it's extra time. I say good for them. Well, that wraps up a very special... So special. ...Halloween edition of... So So there. There!